Alrighty, what's going on, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Trent Corville Show. I am him. You might hear a little bit of disappointment in my voice, though, really quickly, and you might be wondering why. Basketball season is over, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA has come and gone a season that ended in October and restarted in December because the NBA and Adam Silver said, you know what we have to do? We have to have a season because we're not going to not have a season at the correct time. Obviously pushed back to December. The season started late. Everybody was getting hurt very early due to the bubble. Everybody was in the bubble in 2020 all the way till October. But we had a season. That was the most important thing about this NBA season. The 2021 NBA season was that it happened because we didn't think the 2020 season was going to happen. We didn't know about the schedule coming into this particular season. So it was phenomenal, phenomenal that this season happened. And I want to give a quick congratulations to the Phoenix Suns and to the Milwaukee Bucks to making it all the way to the Mecca, to the pinnacle of your sport. That is a congratulations on both sides, regardless of who won the championship. But we have to talk about the team who won the championship. And more importantly, the person that won the championship for the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And yes, I say his name beautifully. Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the best basketball players I have ever seen. I have ever seen. And it may just because he is a dominant, dominant force, seven feet tall, 270 pounds. He's got 6% body fat. I don't know if anybody was watching the finals, but they they put up a picture of Giannis seven years ago, seven years ago, and then put uh, put the picture of him in 2021. He put on 60 pounds of muscle. Let me say that word again, 60 pounds of muscle. And that goes to show you this guy's competitive nature. He understood, even though I'm seven feet tall, even though I can run a little bit, I can move, I will not be as dominant if I don't put on as much weight possible. And you know, this might be a crazy comparison, but you know who I immediately thought of? You guys remember in the 80s when Michael Jordan was getting his butt beat by the Detroit Pistons and he said, all right, I got to put on some weight. That's what Giannis did. Giannis got his butt kicked the first year. First year in the NBA. People were toying with him. You think Joel Embiid took it light on Giannis Antetokounmpo? No chance. No chance. They bullied him around. Jokic, uh, Nikola Jokic, excuse me, bullied him around. Christoph Porzingis bullied him around. Those are big guys. They got some weight on him. You know what he did? He put on weight. He crafted his game. He understood that he couldn't just be a paint player. He had to be co- come out on the perimeter, make some shots, start learning how to figure out shots that aren't just in the paint, meaning the mid-range game. He's shooting threes now. This is a human we have never, ever seen play the game of basketball. And honestly, these past six games in the NBA Finals has been some of the greatest basketball I've seen played by an individual. Not talking teams, because a lot of the team play between the two, a la the Bucks and the Suns, was quite sloppy. It was. It was. Devin Booker was sloppy. Chris Paul was sloppy. Drew Holiday was sloppy. Chris Middleton was sloppy. But there was one person on that court every single night that was not sloppy, and that man was Giannis Antetokounmpo. And coming off two weeks earlier, by the way, hyperextending his knee, we thought he was done. We thought he was out. Hyperextension of a knee for a seven-footer is not an easy thing to come back. Like, it's not an easy thing to come back from. It's not. Hyperextension, that is a very big knee problem. He came back game one of the finals and said, I'm going to play. 
I have to play for my team. Yeah, he was a little gimpy game one. Obviously, that's why Phoenix took the 2-0 lead because Giannis wasn't himself. And so me coming on this program here that we are talking on and saying, oh, the Suns are going to wipe this out if Giannis is not healthy. If he's not healthy, they were going to wipe four games, not even close, because the two guys you're also paying max contracts to Milwaukee, Drew Holiday, who you traded Eric Bledsoe away for, and granted, he had some good moments, but he is not a max guy. Chris Middleton's making $70 million right now, over the next two years, okay? He had 17 points in game six. He didn't help at all. He had, he had some early buckets, but he didn't help at all, and that's a Charleston boy. I love Chris Middleton. I love Chris Middleton. He is smooth as silk when he is on that court, but he didn't help Giannis at all. Drew Holiday in game six, 12 points. Those are guys who have max contracts in the NBA right now playing with Giannis. So this, all of that, seeing that you have three max contract players and one of them wins the finals for you is why I think Giannis is going to go down as one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball, even if he doesn't win another NBA championship. I do. I think with two MVPs already and back-to-back, and honestly, he could have won it again this year, but it's kind of like the thing, like Tim Tebow should have won the Heisman 2007 and 2008. He should have. His 2008 season was much better than his 2007 season when he won it. Sam Bradford was even close to the numbers that Tim Tebow was putting up in the 2008 season, and they gave it to Sam. They didn't want somebody winning back-to-back Heismans. That's just, it's not right, quote-unquote. That's ridiculous. You give it to the best player, and that's what they should have done in this NBA season this year, because I'm looking back on it. Yes, Steph Curry was phenomenal. Steph Curry was absolutely phenomenal this season. Nikola Jokic, the MVP, the guy who won it this year. His team lost in four games in the playoffs to the Suns, but he won the MVP. Giannis should have been a three-time MVP this year, strictly based on numbers. Strictly based on numbers. His team was second in scoring because of him. He was averaging over 30 points a game, 10 re- I believe it was 10.5 rebounds per game. That's everything you want in an MVP. And oh, by the way, Milwaukee was the second, or excuse me, the third seed. The Denver Nuggets were the fourth or fifth seed. Nikola Jokic, yeah, he had 26 and 12 a game. That's phenomenal. But yeah, his shooting percentage, great. It was over 60%. This guy should have won the MVP for the third time in a row. Watching this finals made me appreciate this guy. And by the way, Giannis in the six games of this finals, because the Bucs ended up winning four games to two after going down 2-0, which we will get to in a little bit. Giannis averaged this finals 35 points a game, 13 rebounds, five assists, and two blocks. And by the way, in game six, he had five blocks. Five blocks. Remember that game three? One of the best defensive plays I've ever seen. And this is why I, I, I'm so infatuated with talking about Giannis because he did everything this this finals. The only thing I'm going to remember from this finals is the Giannis Antetokounmpo moments. That's it. Maybe the Drew Holiday strip in game five. Devin Booker absolutely folding on the entire state of Arizona. It was awful. Awful. What a choke moment by Devin Booker. You cannot do that as a superstar that you are. And it seemed like he was going to kick it out to Chris Paul on the edge, which I was like, you want Chris Paul taking your three instead of you, Devin? Interesting. I don't know if that was Monty Williams' call or anything like that, but game five, obviously, Drew Holiday strips the ball, and then what happens? Holiday takes it down the court, and in a wild move with a minute left in the game, throws an alley-oop to Giannis. Chris Paul fouls him. Bam. That's a moment right there. That's a moment. He's looking at the Phoenix crowd, staring him right in their face. It was absolutely phenomenal. And in game three, last couple minutes of the game, 
DeAndre Ayton's coming off a pick and roll, and I listened to the postgame interview with Giannis, and he said he didn't see DeAndre Ayton, but he felt him. He felt that he was coming behind him, and so without even knowing where he was, Giannis turns around and jumps right to the basket. Jumps as high as he can, puts his hands in the air, blocks the alley-oop. This is a freak we're talking about here. This is a smart, smart basketball player who just so happened to be in the NBA Finals at the right time. And yeah, the Nets probably should have been in this Finals if they were healthy. No doubt. If they were healthy, no doubt. Kevin Durant almost took them to that game by himself. And by the way, he's one of the best ever, and that's just, that's just the facts. But Giannis is up there now. After seeing these six games and understanding what it takes... And granted, obviously, I've never played in an NBA Finals before, but I, I think I understand the mentality you have to have to be great. When you see Kobe Bryant after winning the Western Conference Finals and sitting in the locker room not celebrating at all because he knows he has to go get this job done. He has to go win the NBA Finals. That's, I feel like that's what Giannis did. It wasn't like after the Western Conference Finals this year, champagne going off in the locker room with Chris Paul. He's all emotional on the sidelines. It's like... You got one more series left, pal. You got seven more games to play here. Let's let's not get a little high on our horse. Like, and maybe that was just the mentality of Kobe Bryant. And obviously, it was the mentality of Kobe Bryant. But there shouldn't be a ton of celebration during a conference finals win, I don't think, because you have one more to go. Okay, we won the Western Conference Finals. That's awesome. We got to win the NBA Finals because that's what people are going to remember. Nobody nobody remembers the conference champion. Nobody cares. If you didn't win it, nobody cares. Oh, awesome. You won the Western Conference Finals in 2021. That's great. Did you win the NBA Finals? No. Milwaukee did. That's what we remember. We remember the Suns going up 2-0 in this series and then losing four straight games to one person. To one human. They lost four straight games to Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I want to talk real quick about defending Giannis. Because it's very important. If you can't stop that human when he is coming up half court, you might as well just let him right to the basket. Part ways. Don't even get in his way, right? You needed better perimeter uh, defenders, I think, the Suns. Or they needed to be more aggressive. I think you needed a bigger rotation of guys. You have to hit Giannis multiple times. You have to be on him multiple times. If he gets the ball at the perimeter, hand in the face, body on body. That's what you have. He's going to get past you. That's just what he does. It's like every great, they will beat you one-on-one. But if you can slightly alter his trajectory, and that's what I think you have to do because you're not going to stop Giannis. Nobody, I think, can stop Giannis one-on-one. But you have to alter his trajectory. The Suns didn't capitalize on, on the fact that Middleton and Drew Holiday, the two pure shooters, now excuse me, Drew Holiday is a phenomenal defender, all, all defensive teams, he's been on many a times, but he can shoot the basketball, and so can Chris Middleton. They weren't making shots. They weren't. Giannis didn't have anybody to kick it to at the top of the key on the pick and roll. He, you know, They like to do the pick and rolls, cut it into Giannis, or kick it out to the outside to Chris Middleton. That's what normally happens. That wasn't happening. Giannis was doing it all by himself solely because the defensive play of the Phoenix Suns was absolutely horrendous. It was horrendous. They were letting him do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. You should have been... Frank Kaminsky, who was coming off the bench, should have had a couple more minutes just to get fouled out. Honestly. Beat him up. Get in front of him. DeAndre Ayton is going to be a good center. Okay? I had a lot of high hopes for him in these playoffs coming into it. 
And it might have just been because of Giannis's dominance, but he looked terrible. He couldn't he couldn't get in front of Giannis at all, not even close. Giannis had 50 points in game 6. 50 points, 14 rebounds, 5 blocks. Where's the defense? Hello. They only scored 105 points this game. He almost had half of their points. He literally had half of their points. That is on the defensive play. That is on effort. Every coach, and, and I don't agree with a lot of the coaching philosophies, obviously, but every coach is going to say defense is one thing, and that's effort. It's effort. And I 100% agree with that. If you want to be a good defender, you want to have to be a good defender, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? You want to beat people up. You want to put the hand in the face. You want to get the steal. You want to change possession. That's a good defender. There was nobody on that Suns roster, even Jay Crowder, who is a phenomenal defender. We've talked about him on here on this program. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal defender. Non-existent this entire series. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, you know, they, they had a couple good games, couple bad games, but they couldn't even guard them. Jay Crowder couldn't guard them. Devin Booker, I, look, I know Devin Booker's a pure shooter and everything. Put your hand in somebody's face. And if he's putting his hand in somebody's face, he's not putting his body in a position to where he won't get fouled. That was game four. With 11 minutes left, he had five fouls. What are we doing, Booker? How about play some D, shuffle your feet, move around, hands in the air, fundamentals. I tell you, if I was a Suns fan sitting courtside, I'd have my hands up the entire time. Just like this, everybody would hate me sitting behind me, but I would have my hands up in the air being like somebody. Chris, put your hands up, okay? That's all we needed to do. Yeah, the Giannis wall, you have to create a Giannis wall, obviously, to stop him. The Phoenix Suns didn't do that, and that's why they win the first two games when Giannis is a little gimpy and they're able to defend him, and then when he maybe gets shot up with some Toradol or some kind of steroids, because they said, buddy, we need to win this series, okay? That's, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened. And, and all of a sudden, the next four games go to the Milwaukee Bucks, and they did it right. The first two games, where are the first two games? They're going to be at home for the Phoenix Suns because they're the higher-ranked team. They win the first two games. Second two games, games three and four, back to Milwaukee, okay? Now we're in home. They win those two games. Now we're going back to Phoenix, okay? And these, I want to give it to the arenas real quick because Milwaukee had 65,000 people last night standing outside of the arena. Milwaukee, and yes, let's talk about the city of Milwaukee. There's not a lot going on right? When something like this happens, they haven't won a championship in 50 years. When something like this happens, they want to capitalize on it. I'm sure for the next 72 hours, there's going to be drunk people laying in the streets. There are going to be parties everywhere. How about this? Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker all have to get on a plane together tomorrow and fly to Tokyo because they're joining the Team USA team. Three guys that just played six games in the NBA Finals got to hop on a plane together. I'm sure Devin Booker's absolutely devastated, as he should be. You lost it for your team. But they got to get on a plane and fly to Tokyo. Hopefully, they can make our, make our USA squad a little bit better. But I want to get into Chris Paul. In Chris Paul's career, 
He's been to many, many playoffs, hasn't won a ton. This is the first finals in his 16-year career that he has been in. Think about that. Chris Paul is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. Every team he goes to gets exponentially better, and they're usually one of the worst teams in the league. They always get better, and it's because of Chris Paul. It shows. He is the leader, he is a veteran, and he is a very good point guard. However, when you hear a stat like this, that this is the fourth time in Chris Paul's career that he has lost a playoff series while leading two games to nothing. When I hear something like that, from a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt, no doubt first ballot Hall of Famer. What do I start thinking? How can I look at Chris Paul? And yeah, in the finals, he was averaging 20 points a game. Not great. Eight assists. You needed to do much more. You needed to get the ball moving. In game six of this NBA finals, there was one person on that court that didn't look shook that didn't look a little stiff, a little nervous, and that man was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Chris Paul, being in the league for 16 years, choked in the big moment. That's what he did. Yeah, before the you know the, the Western Conference Finals, he's freaking out. He's, I can't calm down, coach. I can't calm down, coach. I, I want to do this. I want to win the finals. I, I want to do this all, and they're celebrating, and they're enjoying themselves. And look, and like we said at the beginning of the show, that you can celebrate, but it's not over yet. You still got a team over there in Milwaukee that's headhunting, that's ready to come get you. A lot of media people were talking about his size, and honestly, in this series, being a six-foot-tall point guard really affected him. Drew Holiday's six foot five. He's playing point guard. That's a big difference. You know, like if you're having guys substantially bigger than you guarding you the entire series, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get worn out. You're going to try new things that probably aren't going to work. It's going to get frustrating, more importantly. And I think we saw, much like with Conor McGregor, by injuring himself, fold. I think we saw that with Chris Paul. After he, after a couple games weren't going right, I believe in game four he had 10 points, you saw his mentality turn from, we're going to finish this series, we're going to get out of this, to... I wonder if we can get out of this. Can, can, can we Can we lead out of this? There's no can we in basketball. There's no can we in competitive nature in general. It's we will. We will go get this back. Yeah, three games three and four. Now the series is tied 2-2. It's great for the fan. The Suns should have been thinking, we got to go get this back. We got to go to our home turf in Phoenix. It's going to be rocking. Chris Paul's got to stand up. Devin Booker's got to stand up. DeAndre Ayton's got to stand up and lead their team to victory. And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They folded under pressure. And go back to every NBA you know, episode that I've done this entire year. I've been so high on the Suns. I have. I thought the Suns were going to win it all. After you beat the Lakers in the first round and then beat the Nuggets in four games, in four games, and then you got the guy in the first game punching the other Nuggets fan and then saying, Suns in four, how can I not get on a team like that? How can I not support a squad like that with a fandom that they have? Chris Paul let down his team. He let down the city of Phoenix. This guy was supposed to lead them to the promised land. That's why they're paying him the money, and he didn't get it done. He didn't. And it's not just on Chris Paul either. It's on Devin Booker too. Devin, I know, I know on, your cle- on, your, uh, on your shoes, excuse me, you've got what Kobe told you in quotes, be legendary. You're not Kobe Bryant. All I needed to see was you in six games in the finals to know that you are nowhere near 
the competitive nature that that man, Kobe Bryant, who wore the number eight, who wore the number 24, the Mamba, don't you ever disrespect him like that. And this is me actually frustrated because a guy like Devin Booker, everybody can say, you know, Kobe told him he's going to be the next up. He's going to be legendary. Then go do it. You didn't do it. 28 points a game in the finals is not going to impress me. Yeah, he had a 40-point game. It was a phenomenal, you know, he. I think he only had one or two three-pointers, so that really shows you his mid-range game is absolutely phenomenal. You did that one time. Your team lost. Kobe would have never let this happen. I'm sorry. LeBron doesn't let this happen. You know, yes, LeBron lost this year, but LeBron also has five championships. He doesn't let this kind of thing happen. Greats don't let it happen. Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't let it happen. Coming off a knee, a hyperextension on his knee, he didn't care. He knew that he had to lead this team to the promised land. Devin Booker, you didn't get it done. And people are saying, yeah, it's because of his the, the girlfriend curse, Kendall Jenner. I understand. Every, every person that Kendall Jenner has been with in the NBA has gone on a downhill slope, and that's actually true, a la Blake Griffin, a la Ben Simmons, who Ben Simmons is the laughing stock of the NBA, which I'm very interested, by the way, to see where Damian Lillard goes. We're going to have to do a completely another episode on that because you guys know my absolute infatuation with Damian Lillard. I absolutely love him. And if he ends up at the New York Knicks or the Miami Heat... Uh-oh, uh-oh, we're going to have some fun. Anyways, Brooke Lopez is a really good basketball player and has been for a really long time and played really, really good defense against a young center who people think is going to be really, really good for a long time. I don't know if I see it any longer, quite honestly. He's a very big guy. He can move. He has agility. But in this finals, he really disappointed. You needed a big guy because... The small ball of the Suns is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, at one point, they have Chris Paul, six feet tall, Devin Booker, 6'4", Campaign, 6'4". You got DeAndre Ayton, who's seven feet. And then uh, what's Jay Crowder, six foot seven, six foot eight. When Giannis, seven feet, Brooke Lopez, seven feet, Chris Middleton, 6'8", six, six hits, PJ Tucker, 6'7", outnumbered. You can't play small ball against those guys. You're not going to do it. You have to play small ball against a team who is also playing small ball, and especially with a guy like Giannis. It seems like we we have to start taking him out of the conversation like we do with Kevin Durant and LeBron and all the greats being like, yeah, well, besides Giannis, like you have to play small ball here because he's just an anomaly. You know, like you can't play small ball defense against LeBron because he's going to eat you up. So what do you do? You can't play big man defense because he's going to run by, right by you. So what do you do? You got to make it work. Take him out of the equation. Take him out. That's what they have to do. Giannis is going to do what he does. LeBron's going to do what he does. Kobe's going to do what he does. Let's figure it out from everybody else, okay? Devin Booker's not a guy. I don't think, like, I don't know if the Bucks were extremely worried about Devin Booker solely because it seemed like he was a little rattled. This series, Devin Booker, who's put up 70 points in a game before, who's a great uh, three-point shooter, shot 25% from the field this, this series. 25%. Let me put that into perspective. One for four. I can do math, obviously. Obviously I can do math. One for four. That's not good being a pure shooter that you are because you're not playing any defense, Booker. He wasn't playing any defense. They expect you to shoot the three. And when you're relying on Jay Crowder, who we love on this program, we love Jay Crowder, and Chris Paul to shoot the threes? And, and Cameron Payne? 
Cameron Payne is your main shot maker? Mark Jackson. I love Mark Jackson. Great, great commentator. But when you say, while Devin Booker and Chris Paul are on the floor and DeAndre Ayton, that this game needs to run through campaign right now, I don't know what game you were watching, but I'm really concerned for your mental stability because that is that sentence shouldn't leave a broadcaster's mouth at all unless it's the, the B or C teams playing at the time. If your starters are in, you run through your starters. He said, oh, they really should run the offense through campaign. And obviously Van Gundy turned to him and was like, that makes no sense at all. I love Van Gundy. He is the absolute best. I love how they go back and forth on live television. That's what it should be. And that's what it's going to be one day. Anyways, this series was phenomenal. I'm very disappointed that the NBA season is gone, but we have a couple things to look forward to. The NFL season, when you're listening to this Thursday afternoon, will be about 48 days from the start of the NFL season, ladies and gentlemen. And more importantly, the Olympics are coming up in a couple days. So next week, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about everything and anything that comes to the Olympics. You think I won't talk about croquet? I'll talk about croquet. I'll talk about diving. I'll do it all, baby. That's what we do on this program. But the finals were phenomenal to watch. The NBA season was great, even though it was 10 games down. Tons of injuries happened. But guess what? That's what happens. That's what happens. In sports, you're going to have injuries. It's a way of life. It's the way of life. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Chris Middleton, shout out to you, sir, being a Charleston boy. He will be on ESPN 98.9 in the coming days. I'm very excited about that. Going to ask him a ton of questions. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. What an NBA season. I really enjoyed talking about it. And uh, look, I'm going to miss it. <laughs> I'm going to miss it. This is my favorite, one of my favorite sports to talk about. It goes football and basketball right here. So we're going to wait a little bit, but we're going to get right back on the horse and uh, enjoy some some other sports before football season, baby. My name is Trent Corville. I greatly appreciate everybody listening. Peace and love to all of you, and I will see you next Thursday.